is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under arrest. I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Wenzel. Good night. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Hey, it's us. We're in a Ferris wheel at the Smogville World's Fair recording World Champion Podcast. My name is Brighton. And I'm Sean. We're two guys. We signed a bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair. We are tasked with creating the foremost podcast, the foremost Ferris wheel-based reality podcast, wherein we cover fringe and forgotten pop culture, among other things. Sometimes we cover pop culture that's, in fact, very popular. Yeah. And emphasis on pop. And fairly well-remembered. But you may have forgotten it at some point. Yeah. You're maybe not thinking about John Wick all the time. Right. You're not in the shower thinking about Planet of the Apes every morning. No. So, you know, we rerun the gamut. We talk good. We talk true. We talk fast. Away we go. All right. So, as you know, as everyone knows, I watch the film Alien all the time. I've seen it dozens of times. Yeah. So this weekend I watched Alien. Good. And, I, and it got me thinking. Because once you've seen a movie <laughs> lots and lots of times, you start noticing tiny little things in the plot, or you start noticing background characters that you wonder about. And this most recent viewing of Alien, they, they're coming back from their oil refinery stuff or whatever, getting oil from another planet or whatever they're doing. Yeah. I'm not even sure what they're doing after all the times watching it. But they're woken up out of hypersleep to go investigate this planet. And I'm not. I'm gonna just spoil Alien because it came out 40 years ago. And just say the company's bad. They sent them down there to get the alien because they want the specimen for their biological weapons program. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. I've never seen Alien. Jesus, man. <laughs> really, you gotta watch it, man. This is. I, I might just derail this whole review and just chew you out for two minutes. <laughs> so. Anyway, so well, that's the thing is that's kind of the big twist trick is they go to the planet under the pretense that it's an SOS coming from a ship that's crashed or something, but it's actually a warning saying stay away from the planet. Mm. And the company knew that and sent them down there. So the, com- the company's called Wayland yutani and it be- it's in every single movie. It's kind of the bad guy. And, they- and they're- it's basically like a giant evil corporation. Yeah. So, you know, it stands in for whatever evil corporation you want to talk about, like Walmart or, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Controversial corporations. Yeah. And so I was just thinking about how there's subjects that are controversial, like fracking, right? And there's people that are for it, and there's people that are against it. And I started wondering, I wonder if there's a certain percentage of the population that watches this movie and thinks, yeah, Wayland yutani needs to get this for the biological weapons program. This alien will be the the perfect thing for that, and they uh, yeah. view they view all these these people trying to kill the alien and escape from it as kind of just bleeding heart, you know, yeah, <laughs> like just 
getting in the way, like almost like in, in stopping progress of this biological weapons program. I think that's the sign of any good art is when extremes on both sides can somehow manipulate it into their own agenda. Right. So I don't know. Maybe I want to hear from you. If you have ever watched Alien and thought, that goddamn pesky crew, yeah. if only they'd let you, Wayland Utani make a little bit of money. Well, pr- and those, protect they need, us. Yeah, with they aliens. need those weapons to keep us safe. Yeah, so to keep us safe, safe with yeah. an alien. Yeah. Let's stop, let's stop researching weapons. Let's get a living creature that kills everything. Just let it loose. Yeah. Perfect at adapting. You need to watch it, man. <laughs> I'll watch it. You have soon, to. As soon as I see John Wick 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I just, you know, that's, that might be, a, it's a political climate right now. A lot of high emotions. So I was just thinking, you know, don't, <laughs> don't get too upset. I don't want to have a lot of hate from this Wayland Utani emails that are going to come <laughs> flooding in. Yeah. <laughs> we better, we're going to get so much mail. Yeah. We better buy a bigger computer. <laughs> Is that how computers work? Yeah. We need a bigger one for all the mail we're going to get. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or a bigger mailbox. Yeah. Whoa. That was mysterious. That was cool. Yeah. Tugboat just ran down into the Ferris wheel at full speed and then ran back out at full speed. Yeah. It didn't as, even... if, as if he went and grabbed a grenade or something that we didn't notice. <laughs> that's, what it, that's totally what it was. It's like, the pin's out. <laughs> he didn't even pause. He opens the back door and just throws it and it explodes yeah. in the air. Yeah. He saved our lives. He throws it into a garbage can, uh-huh. then throws the lid up and jumps on top. And then it was like... <laughs> And then it then smoke. Just bulges out, and then Smoking. there's smoke. Yeah. And then he wipes his brow. Mm. Job well done. <laughs> yeah. He's doing that all the time. Oh, yeah. We're constantly under threat. I know. And he's just <laughs> keeping us so, safe. Secret. We don't even know. Yeah, it is. It's the secret life of Tug. So that was that the first hate mail? Was someone tossed a grenade into the Ferris wheel in yeah. real time? Maybe people are already mad about my Wayland yutani comments. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. Well, I think it's time we, we get into our maybe our favorite segment, mm-hmm. Mysteries of the Mysterious. I've had a couple weird incidences in the last couple days. Oh. And I rarely have anything to talk about mm-hmm. among, regarding the supernatural and things like that. Right. And I'm always disappointed. You know, people got their crazy UFO stories and all that. The jury is out on me kind of, too. Yeah. Um... So I, uh, Sunday, the juice was out of town, so I went on this long drive through rural Utah. Mm-hmm. And I really feel invigorated doing that. I like to you know, look at the collapsed old barns and abandoned schoolhouses and vintage cafe signs and stuff like that. Um, but there's something just super creepy about being in a small town in the middle of nowhere, regardless. Like, why, why do you live here? Right. I mean, obviously they live there because they are part of the industry or whatever, but... You know, there's it's just, it's just something weird about it. And, and even the abandoned hotels that I think are cool, that's creepy. Like, why, why is this still here? When's it ever going to get torn down? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's got this apocalyptic feel. So I, I kept getting lost. I kept taking wrong turns. I found this, like, rusted out, what must have been at one point a train station. Mm-hmm. So I'm in this highway. The sun's going down. The wind's howling. There's no one around for miles and miles. I'm not even seeing any other headlights or anything. And there's like a half a wall and some rubble and, a, and some rusty trucks in a field. I'm just taking pictures of sunset and enjoying it. And suddenly, this a baker's dozens worth of horses 
from out of nowhere, they charge at me. Oh, wow. And I'm, I'm like frantically getting my camera to film this. And then I'm thinking, what if they actually come at me? Well, so like I get, out, of, out of nowhere. Like out of just, nowhere, they're like running, like boom, like galloping. Dust is kicking up. Is this on, on a dirt road? Or? Uh, I'm on a paved road, but they're, and they're across on the other side of the road to where okay. there's all these like ruins and stuff. And there's okay. some train tracks. Um, and so they're just charging. And then they just start running in circles. Just boom, 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 boom. And I was like, is it mating season? What like around you? <laughs> they're running in circles. And I'm like kind of freaked out. I get back in my car. The engine's not on. I get in my car and I hear this very distinctive glug, 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 glug. Like the sound of someone like chugging down some, uh-huh. some apple cider or whatever. And I'm like, what? I'm, pa- I'm actually panicking. Like, like, do you ever have those moments where you're so freaked out that your mind is just blank? Yeah. And, and Pretty I'm much every morning. All the time, yeah. right. <laughs> whenever I, I have to get into an elevator, whenever I have, <laughs> have to go to Subway uh, to get a sandwich. The, whenever the phone rings, yeah. whenever someone makes eye contact with you. <laughs> whenever anyone knocks on the door. Whenever your boss walks past. Yeah, whenever, yeah. Exactly. Oh, boy, whenever you have you to know, buy it, yeah. Whenever a cat makes eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. Frozen in terror. So I'm thinking, like, uh, did, is, is something leaking out of my car? Did, did I rupture the gas tank? I mean, I, I have a lot of car problems, so that's mm-hmm. what was my thought was something's fucked up. I'm yeah, in the, the middle of nowhere. This, this is oil going out of your car. Yeah, just oil going out of my car. And then what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to go jump on one of those horses. That's your only transportation option. To get to safety. Right. I got no food and water. You know how to jump on a horse, though, right? You got to run up from behind. I've seen lots of movies. Dances with Wolves, I think they do it. You run up behind, you kind of just hop onto their butt. Yeah. And then they start running wherever you want to go. Yeah, you kind of vault up onto it. It looks really easy to me. Mm-hmm. And then no saddles, so I'm going to have to like... You hold their mane. You're going to have to hold onto their mane. You get like a Treyu in NeverEnding Story. Yeah. You've got to... And then you go, don't go into the, the Swamp of Sorrows or whatever the hell no, it's called. No, I'm going to have to say, then take me back to Smogville. <laughs> I have to give it a name right away. You're going to have to find the horse that looks the roughest. The one that looks most like a cartoon. Yeah, well, he's probably going to buck me around for a while mm-hmm. and but, then uh but that one will be the one that knows the, the way to smogville yeah so he's gonna buck me around and but, but because i don't fall off he begrudgingly respects me yeah it's a matter of respect mm-hmm. it's like in uh alien versus predator where the the woman ends up impressing the predator so much but that that they become friends and i think he puts a little tattoo of acid on her doesn't that happen in the danny glover predator also I think they respect him. They give they respect him, like, him, but in, it goes one step further in Alien versus Predator because they straight up the Predator and her at the end are running down the hall together. Ah, like they're they've decided it's a classic buddy cop movie. You yeah, know, with Predator and, and woman survivor versus the last of the aliens. Did they do? Who wouldn't respect Danny Glover though? I saw he, him the other day. He's in Lethal Weapon. He was at my wait. Work. What? Yeah. <laughs> Who's at your work? Yeah. Well, not like, so I work in an office that's in a, like a theater center, uh-huh. like where it's got a bunch of different size, like live performance stages okay. and they do Sundance movies there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I walked in on my way to work and he was just chilling, just hanging out. Wow. Yeah. Does he look like he's getting too old for that shit? He's, he's an interesting case because he's always looked that old. Right. That's true. He, was he ever young? Can you imagine know, a young Danny the Glover? The thing that's funny is I'll bet you if you look up his age in Lethal Weapon, he's like younger than us. I bet he's yeah, 37. He's, he's, like, he's like 32 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right, right before retirement. 
Yeah, because he has just really never looked particularly youthful. That's true. Although maybe that's just an illusion. Maybe, maybe it's acting. Yeah, maybe when I look up how old he was in Lethal Weapon, he goes, Mitt, when maybe I'm, he's going to look fine. I look young now, but when I arch my shoulders and look at me, I put my brows down. You know, he, he, is, probably, he probably yeah. does some really like intense classes where he explains how to look old, you know, or the different acting tricks he knows, which probably That's true. is That's, actually true. Yeah. He probably is just a good actor. He was. <laughs> how does he seem so old when he's young? <laughs> Guess how old he was in the <laughs> Is he, he going to be 50? <laughs> he was 40. 40? <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy shit. I'm getting... And the whole plot of Lethal Weapon is he's about to retire. Is it, or does that not happen until like one of the later ones? I swear he's about to retire. <laughs> he's forty. Well, I mean, even if it's oh, a yeah, later he actually one... he actually does look way younger than I remember. I swear. In the I remember plot. watching that and thinking he was a really old guy. I think he keeps trying to retire. <laughs> I'm, gonna have to keep, I'm gonna have to watch Lethal Weapon again. <laughs> 40. 40. Oh my God. That's how old we are. That's, that's about, I guess we're getting too old for this shit. Oh, Mel was 30. Mel looked 40. Yeah, it's because he's a smoker. And he just has and that weird, like in the 80s, just everyone looked older than they were because their hair was weird. It's strange. It's really strange. I, I, like, I, like I said, I was watching Alien the other night and I was just like, are these people 25 or 55? Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, so I pick up some sort of horse ghost on that trip. I okay. get home. I get home safely. My car's fine. Nothing leaked out Good. of my car. Nothing glugged out of your car. The next morning, so I have. Um, I've been redecorating my apartment. Mm-hmm. I've installed these IKEA shelves where I'm putting up my action figures nice. and, and like signed comic books and like prints it. and artwork and postcards and stuff. It's wonderful. Yeah, it, it is wonderful. Makes me very happy. It makes me happy just hearing about it. Yeah. So I have, uh, a couple years ago, Funko Reaction put out those vintage looking yes. action figures of a whole bunch of different properties. Actually, I actually have Ripley of that. Right. And they, they look like the original Star like, Wars figures yeah, from the like 70s. Very 70s looking. Yeah. So I have uh, The Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein. Oh, nice. They are um, holding hands next to each other on the shelf. Oh. And so they're on this one shelf. On the, the, on the lip of the shelf is a bunch of Lego minifigs. Mm-hmm. That's where I put the Star Wars minifigs. Ah. The regular mystery minifigs are in a different area. Well I'll done. Post pictures. Oh, no, I like all this. Actually, follow. I have an Instagram, Codename Champion, where I post pictures of my toys. Follow yeah, Codename I, I, Champion. And I do Bizarro Nostromo. Yeah, speaking of everything we're speaking about. Yeah, speaking of all the things we like and then we're always talking about. In fact, I'll try to remember to post a picture of this particular setup. Okay. So on the, in front of Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, are Lego minifigs. Precariously but, but Star Wars. Star Wars ones. Okay. And they're not on panels. They're oh, just balanced there. Okay. Living on the edge. So after I pick up that horse ghost downstairs and I notice the Bride of Frankenstein is on the ground. Hmm. And her head is twisted backwards. <laughs> Whoa. Now I have a cat, so we're not getting too crazy here. Right? I have a cat. The the head backwards thing's a little eerier. The That's head backwards thing is weird. Exorcist Linda Blair. The Legos are undisturbed. Oh. So it jumped over. It would have had to jump over the Legos to get to where it was. Wow. I went to put it back, and I twisted the head back around like it should be, and it was very stiff. It's not like loose and just flopping around. Like I had to put some torque into it 
to get her head back looking forward. So maybe the fall couldn't have twisted it? I mean... For I, how tight it was? I, yeah, it's very tight. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know what is going on there. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and again, like, yes, for the cat to have gotten up there, he would have had to jump on a lower shelf that's also covered in... Which would have, it would have been toys everywhere. Which yeah, which would have been a disaster. There's no way he could have so been it's that not the nimble. Cat. Yeah. Was there any sort of glugging noise? Was there a I horse a whinny? I mean, I found it like that, but maybe there was a glugging when your sink was on or when, something. Yeah, you when, weren't. You couldn't hear. Your yeah. Blow dryer. Yeah, I couldn't hear the the mystery glugging. You were v- vacuuming right when the ghost announced its presence. Yeah. I wonder how, how often that happens, where a ghost is like, "I'm here." And the person's just listening to music in their headphones. Yeah, you know, I mean, You're like, God, this... our society, noise pollution is a real thing. Oh, yeah. Everyone's, I mean, there's devices everywhere. Your refrigerator's whirring. Your, mm-hmm. your air conditioner's on. Well, there's literally white noise machines that are just to make noise while you sleep. Yeah, to make noise to drown out the other noise. The screams, the, the chains. Screams the screams and the chains. Yeah, and your, the, your old business partner the coming, threats. <laughs> coming to tell you that three ghosts will visit you tonight. That the type of omens. stuff. omens. Yeah, right. you get a white noisemaker to block out you Jacob gotta, Marley. Yeah, you got to block out all of that. Yeah. All right. So that's my personal mystery, and that led me to our featured mystery, uh, speaking of the Bride of Frankenstein. We have a real-life Bride of Frankenstein situation. Oh. I am pulling this from both Wikipedia and weirdus.com, which is a great site. Check that out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the case of Count von Kassel. This already sounds like an like a Avengers comic. Count von, Count von Kosel, which is not his real name, and no one knows why he calls himself that. His name's Carl Tanzler. <laughs> German immigrant okay. declares himself Count Karl von Kozel. Well, actually, I'll tell you why uh, why he was the count is because um, during his childhood he was visited by visions of a dead ancestor, Countess Anna Constantia von Kassel, who revealed to him the face of his true love, an exotic dark-haired woman. This is a nightmare he had. Yeah, just in in that old slow motion way they filmed <laughs> nightmares in the eighties. Right. Wow. So this is uh, so he's born in 1877. Um, the events we're, we're describing took place in the 30s, okay. uh, specifically 1933. So he ends up in Key West, Florida, uh, where I've been, and I've been past his home or, or something or his grave. I don't remember, but okay. I first heard this story 10 years ago in Key West. Um, he's working for like the Marines, like in their health department. <laughs> Were the Marines around in the 1930s? Yeah, they. I think uh, they were around in... I think Taft invented the Marines. Oh, okay. So whenever Taft was around, like the late 1800s, maybe, huh. or 1900s. Uh, so, yeah, so he's at the U.S. Marine Hospital. Um, he's an x-ray technician. Oh, and, do, you, do you know uh, what I'm thinking of? I think I'm thinking of the Air Force. Oh, the Air Force was... So, the sense probably that it wasn't around they probably didn't, yet. Or it was really crappy if it was around in the late 1800s. That was yeah. a really bad Air Force. Yeah, it was, it was just birds. <laughs> just trained birds. Yeah, birds. Pigeons, mainly. Yeah, just letting pigeons go and yeah. saying, Fly, my Air Force! <laughs> and, then, and then pulling the pin so the pigeon <laughs> right. explodes. It was very short range. Mm-hmm. Okay, we pull the pin. The pigeon has 10 seconds to hopefully fly over the target. So it takes intense training. Yeah. You gotta have them start flying as fast as they possibly can with a grenade, and w- yeah, fit with a grenade that makes their entire belly and body round. 
Oh, they have to eat the grenades? Yeah, it's inside them. So, oh, so the, the, other, the other team can't see the grenade coming. They just see a fat bird. Oh, that's right. The proud history of the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, if you think shoving a grenade down an unsuspecting pigeon's throat is bad, it's going to get worse. Uh-oh. It's going to get a lot worse here. Uh-oh. Um, so Tanzler came from Germany. He, are we going to uh, call him Tanzler or are we going to call him Von Castle or whatever it is? Uh, oh, let's call him Von Castle. Well, I for think fun. we should, yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, so he's in the hospital and he meets a 22 year old Cuban patient named Elena Hoyos, an absolutely beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has tuberculosis. Okay, which back then, ever, who didn't? You know? Who didn't have tuberculosis and probably half the population died of, of tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so he meets her in 1930. Um, he believes that that's the woman that he saw in his visions. Oh, wow. So he falls in love with her. She does not return his advances. Even um, after he explained that he had visions as a child of her? I know. And even <laughs> though he is, at this point, like 50? 53 years old, and she's 22, hmm. and he looks like a mad scientist. He's got, <laughs> he's got round glasses, a bald head, and a pointed beard. Yeah, you've got to keep in mind, this is early 20th century 50s. I mean, this picture, he's like, wearing a bow tie. When you're 50 years old in 1930... You might as well. You look basically. You might as well like, be Danny Glover. You're like Christopher. <laughs> no, you're Christopher Lee at the end of the Star Wars movies. No, that's exactly what he looks like. He's just a skinny guy that he could be a hundred. He could be ninety. He he could not look more evil. <laughs> really? Yeah. We'll for sure post the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Count von Kassel. He looks evil. Looks exactly like Count dirty... von Kassel is supposed to look like. That's it's great. great. And then he's just this dirty old man. Okay, continue. So he's in love with her. She does not um, support his advances. Uh, her brother-in-law died of tuberculosis. I wonder what his angle was. I wonder how he approached her. Yeah. I wish that was in there. Well, uh, what he did is he, kept, he insisted that he had this um, great medical knowledge. So he was trying to cure her. By um, you know, with with medicine and by blasting her with X rays, oh, all kinds and of waving insane. electrical stuff yeah. around. Um, medicine and science were a mess back then. Yeah, and he he's uh, throwing snakes on her, throwing snakes on her, like like surrounding her with birds, like come live among the birds, yeah. drilling a couple holes in her skull to release the pressure. Yeah, all sorts of good stuff like that, and give her gifts and jewelry and all that. Um, believe it or not, didn't work. Hmm. She died of tuberculosis. He paid for her funeral, and then with the permission of her family, he built this giant concrete mausoleum at the Key West Cemetery, an above-ground mausoleum. Wait a minute. Was he actually a doctor? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, who knows? He was like, a, in World War I, he was like detained in Australia, uh-huh. like in an uh, internment situation. Right. Um, you know, okay. and back, also back then, like, what is a doctor? Like, yeah, you could, like, a, a barber was a, also a doctor. Yeah. Like, you, your dentist would also cut your, your hair, you know? Yeah. Like, I get it. Just, who knows? <laughs> um, count. So, um, he'd go visit her, her body every night. And, uh... Uh-oh, I don't like where this is going. Well, let's jump ahead to 1940. This is 1931 right, right. that she dies. Let's jump ahead. Um... In 1940, uh, rumors, kind of some strange rumors are spreading around him. A kid, I, I want to say like a paper boy or something, says that he uh, saw through a window that he was dancing around with this giant doll and that that was kind of weird. Oh, wow. 
Oh, I love it already. <laughs> so he was going to visit her, her mausoleum every day for a couple of years. And finally, um, that, that just wasn't enough. He, he, he got approved. Well, no. Okay. She was just in a common grave and then he built the mausoleum. Um, when they were moving her from the grave to the mausoleum, she, they found out she'd never been embalmed. She's in a horrible state of decay. <sighs> and that's sad for him. So he hires a, a mortician to clean up and, and fix the body. Oh my God. Um, and then eventually just decides, uh, oh, well, he puts a telephone in there, too, so he can talk to her. <laughs> so he visits her at night, but then during the day, you know, you still want to be in touch. So puts yeah. a telephone in there. Um, I, I, love, I love insane logic, where you're like, yeah. that does make a lot of sense from yeah. his point of view. Yeah. Like, you, you, you need to communicate. You want to talk to someone, put a phone in the grave. So was he, there? Did you say the grave or the mausoleum? The mausoleum, yeah. So a, he moves her from the grave. Okay. So pulls her out of the grave, fixes her up, <laughs> puts her in the mausoleum with the phone. So it must have been like a roller coaster ride of emotions when he'd call and she just wouldn't answer, and he's like, "Why isn't she answering? Is oh, she avoiding she with, me? Is yeah. she with some other creepy German fake doctor? Is she at the zombie jamboree? She, yeah, she hanging out with a zombie. Like, why? Why isn't she returning any of my calls? Uh, behind the Marine Hospital was an old plane with no wings. Mm. Uh, early Air Force thing. Again, <laughs> yeah. One of the failed first planes of the Air Force. Yeah, so he got sick of visiting her at the mausoleum and just brought her uh, there to his wingless plane. Wait, where was the plane? It's behind the hospital that he works at. So he had a he had her corpse, like, sitting in a plane behind the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, how much time has passed at this point? This has been dead for two years when he moves her into the plane. Because I was going to say, morticians, they can work some magic, man. Well, that's, but, where, but, that's where you need the count. But two years? That's where the count comes in. Okay. Glass eyes. <laughs> oh, God. First order of business, glass eyes. Second order of business, put her bones back together with, <laughs> with coat hangers. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, and then silk and wax and plaster of paris so he was just oh, constantly so, patching it up so he was like making this weird kind of sculpture person he made a sculpture person surrounded her with uh, perfume and and desiccants and all that to cover the smell um don't worry there's pictures <laughs> there's pictures of this yep of poor... oh this poor girl what's her family uh, at this point it's a secret right yeah, the so family thinks she's in the mausoleum. Yeah, he's keeping it it secret for for seven years. Um, seven years. Yeah, Disakens preserving agents to mask the odor. Um, so wait, how much of it her is filled, her though? Filled her with rags, dressed her in jewelry and gloves and stockings. Kept the body in his bed. When her hair fell out, he made a wig out of her hair. <laughs> Clever girl. Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought your hair just kept growing when you died. It falls out? Eventually. I guess eventually, <laughs> eventually. I guess eventually when it's just a skull, huh? And Key West is pretty humid. Oh, yeah. God, would bugs be a problem? Oh, probably. So people were just getting suspicious because they'd see him dancing with what they thought was a life-size doll and he'd buy women's clothes even though he was a single man. Um, um, many, yeah. Uh, the family got suspicious, and that's what finally... What what, what, off it. what made them suspicious? I think they finally, like, they just, they, I... Every time we go there, she doesn't answer her phone. Yeah, it was because she never <laughs> answered the phone. She doesn't answer the phone. We call her all the time. So we finally visit her. She's not even in. 
And I guess the word spread around town. So finally, her sister... How much was he dancing with her by windows? Her sister heard the rumors, and they found out she wasn't in the... In the mausoleum. In the mausoleum. So he uh, was arrested for, um, like... This is going to be a pretty funny... Grave... Well, it was like grave robbing and... uh, Desecration of a human body. Desecration of a human body. They realized in the trial that... Is that really desecration of a human body? Sounds like he was working really hard to take care of that body. Yeah, it was kind of the opposite of desecration, Yeah, I would say that charge dropped. Case closed. Yeah. Um, Dressing a body. Dressication of a body. What his ultimate goal was... um, Was to steal a... uh, an airship and go to the stratosphere so the radiation could restore her to life. You know, kind of like Superman or the, the fantastic or, or like fantastic four kind of how they get their powers from kind of a wave of, of like radiation. Space radiation. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's just so crazy. It just might work. Yeah. I'm, I'm on his side at this point. He's doing it. He's working hard. Sounds like he really cares about this body. Uh, he's spending money. Like this is not just a guy that is good, Just wants, Kind of a one night stand, you know, with a dead body. No, when they found her, she was in a wedding dress. So right, he was like committed. Th- this guy's intentions. The family, I'm, I'm sure, the family just jumped the gun. They would have heard from her, from him, at any moment. Yeah, saying, "Can I have your daughter's hand in marriage?" Right. Um, so the case was dropped. I know she's dead because the statute of limitations had expired. So when the case was dropped, then he asked the judge if he could have her back. <laughs> The judge said, yes, this is the 1930s. No, no, the cop said, no way. <laughs> the cop said, no way. 30 years earlier, he would have got that body. Yeah, well, no, here's what they did instead of giving it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put her on display at a funeral home. They, they took, so people could go they, look they at it. They wanted a tasteful option. So he, it was the big talk of the town, as you can imagine, in 1940 so, Key so West. I would like to see the look on the faces of the family when they found out the judge said, no, I won't give her to you. Let's put her on display. <laughs> right. Do you think they looked at each other like just blank faces? Like, this might actually be worse. Um, it, it says that everyone just thought that uh, he was just a romantic eccentric. He kind of was. Yeah. I and, love uh, that lovable old Count Von castle. So 6,800 people went to view the body, to go gawk at the body. It's like the whole town. Yeah. Um, God, poor girl. Can you imagine if this was your body? If you, oh if you died and some... Somebody just was totally in love with your body and kept it around. Ah, would you want to be on display if you if you started looking really? I don't want people in- looking at me when I'm alive. I know it's true. That's right. But I mean, what if you looked really cool? Like at this point, she's got to look like. I guess you. I haven't seen the pictures yet. They're pretty gross. They're pretty. Is it a body? It just is looks it clearly like, a body. It looks like a paper mache person. That's kind of what I'm picturing. Yeah. I, I, I when I was in in Russia, I went and saw. Uh, Lenin's tomb. Ah, and his and now he. I think he's now buried, but he had been on display at that point for like eighty years. Yeah, that's weird. And and, that's and really weird. And you walk into this room and it's really dark. And he's in the middle of the room in this glass case that's glowing. All the light, the light source is coming from his body, much like Michael Jackson in the Billie Jean music video. Mm-hmm. And then there's two guys with machine guns, and. That, that, by that point of me being in Moscow, I'd seen that pretty much everywhere. So it didn't yeah. really unnerve me the way it sounds like it would. Yeah. But even so, they, you had to keep walking. <laughs> you just lit a cigarette and put your feet up on the yeah, desk. Yeah, I just, I just poured myself some whiskey and put my feet up on, on Lennon's chest and <laughs> had a drink. Yeah. 
No, but even so, you you have you can't stop. You have to continually walk. You can't take photographs. And this is back before I went to Moscow before everyone had like camera phones. Oh, sure. So I I would have literally had to take out a camera with a flash, yeah. and try to sneak a shot, which is not happening. Yeah. But I couldn't. I don't know. He kind of looked like a pinata a little bit, like a really expensive pinata, a sexy pinata. Because I could, yeah. Because I couldn't. I couldn't figure out if that was a body or not. Because he, it didn't. It sort of looked like someone had died that day, but it also sort of looked like it was an art project, like waxy, and, very waxy, yeah. very. But I, but I, I've seen a lot of dead bodies, and I guess I should probably put some context with that. No, <laughs> I won't. I won't actually. Yeah. I've, I've I've seen a lot of dead bodies. Yeah, just in, in in the line of work I've been in in the past, and hitman, hit, a really really good hitman. <laughs> like we're talking headshots every time. Yeah. I like <laughs> when I send you the invoice bullets, you're going to be shocked. You're going to be like sixty six bullets. God damn, <laughs> there was only seventy people to kill. Anyway, same sort of thing. Yeah, God, really I kind of like to imagine sure. Lennon being filled with like starburst and stuff. Like a, an actual human, like pinata? an actual pun. You, could, you imagine how great that would be if someone ran up and they're like, they hate, I don't know, the Soviet Union or something, and they just smash Lenin with a hammer, and all of a sudden it's just like they get a big smile on their face, and the like chicklets come and out, and it's like blow pops, and yeah. you know, like Jolly Ranchers, <laughs> and then even the the like everybody just runs forward, including the guards with machine guns, and they're just all trying to get the candy. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how you distract the guards. That's like the Ethan Hunt Mission Impossible, right? Plan. We're going to smash the tomb. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what you want is under, like Lennon's pillow has a document in it. Yeah. And so the plan is you break open Lennon. <laughs> oh, so this is going to be National Treasure 3, International Treasure with, R- with yeah. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the stakes are higher. He's, he's got to go to the Kremlin. All We've got to steal the body of Vladimir Lennon. Yeah. It's going to be great. Is it, no, it's Joseph Lennon. No, Joseph Stalin. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> They're are all we, named something. Vladimir. Are we play, I feel like we've stumbled upon playing some sort of Russian Kevin Bacon game. Did we? Oh, this is like the game me and my brothers play called A Thousand Degrees of Arnold. <laughs> Starts out the same way. <laughs> the goal is you start with a name like we just did. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, is Joseph Stalin? No, Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. Then you just keep going with names. Like, Vladimir Putin? No, Putin on the Ritz. No, Ritz Cracker. No, Cracker Jack. Something, something like that. The goal is to eventually get to Arnold Schwarzenegger in as many steps as possible. Oh, that sounds kind of fun, It goes on actually. for hours. That sounds like a fun game. Usually the, the one that leads you to Arnold Schwarzenegger is Kevin Arnold from Wonder Years. Kevin Arnold. Uh, makes sense. Fred Savage's character, yeah. But now that you, you know that, you've you got to get creative, man. You should make a rule that you can't go the same way twice. Well, yeah, and there's different kinds of creativity. Like because you, you could do Tom Arnold. You could go a Roseanne oh, Barr yeah, route. yeah. Or does the last word have to, like, does it have, the next word combination has to start with the second word. So if you say not, not, sandwich, the next one has to be witch hat. Something like to, that. And usually it's not just words. Usually it's names. I, I just couldn't think of any names. It sounds better so if you preferred, just, go, just go all out, man. Yeah, it's, that, that could be like the advanced version. Right, you take a, the hit of LSD. That's the and 16-bit <laughs> version. And then the, you're, you get bonus points for more creativity, where instead of just taking, like, you know, instead of just saying Toby Maguire, oh Mark Maguire, or whatever, mm-hmm. if you if you can get those like in a theme kind of, yeah, and like the best a, of, like, and then you have to explain it like, oh, because Spider Man, she has spider, te- yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's good. So anyway, her body's on display, and the count is uh, charging twenty five cents to look at his laboratory. 
<laughs> what do you think that looks like? I'm picturing some kind I know, of... No, I, I don't see any pictures of that. Well, um, and why does he even need a lab? You mean just his shop where he fixed up the body? Yeah. That's what he means by lab? God. Um, she was finally buried in a secret location in an unmarked grave. He moved um, to a different town and wrote an autobiography. I'm glad well, things just turned out okay for yeah. him. Um, uh, his, his wife, Doris, helped support him in his later years. He received U.S. citizenship in 1950. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad this has a happy ending. Couldn't have well, happened does to because, a, a better guy. Because they weren't separated. He, uh, he had made a death mask of her, you know, a plaster cast. So he used that to make a life-size doll that he lived with until he died in 1952. Oh, that is so romantic. Yeah, so... I um, love that. Um, there's rumors that that wasn't an effigy, but he had, in fact, switched it out. Mm-hmm. But who knows? That's kind of horrifying. Um, well, let's just bring it home with the horror. We, we put an explicit tag yeah. on all of our episodes, but mm. this time we mean it. Okay. Um, this was not reported contemporaneously, but research has revealed evidence of Tanzler's necrophilia. Mm. Um, two physicians who attended the autopsy in 1940 um, recalled that a paper tube had been inserted, okay. etc. In the pinata. Um, but this proof, this so-called proof, didn't surface until 1972. And the doctor's names that said this Was were... he alive in 1972? No, he was dead by then. So these are two doctors who claimed to have been at the autopsy. Oh. These doctors' names are Dr. Pooh and Dr. Faker. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Dr. Pooh and Dr. Well, I'm, Faker? <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit. It's Dr. Okay. It's Dr. Deepoo. Deepoo. Dr. Depoo. So right. he's Dr. Of Pooh and Dr. Foraker. Foraker. But Faker. we're just a, Pooh and Faker. We're just gonna drop two letters from each of their names and call them Dr. Pooh and Dr. Faker. I believe they're there. I think they live in Smogville now. They do. They're practicing physicians, even though they're 111 years old. Yeah. <laughs> they work yeah. in the same practice. They wake each other up when the other one falls asleep during surgery. <laughs> <That's> how, yeah. <laughs> they do surgery Poo. shifts. Pooh! Wake up, Pooh! What is it, Faker? <laughs> You're in the middle of a heart surgery, sir. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Dr. Pooh, hand me my scalpel. Yeah, their, their nurse is, is definitely Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah. So there's not really a mystery to that. It's just a story. But I guess the mystery is... When I was in Key West, I went on the Key West ghost tour mm-hmm. where I first heard this story. Okay. And the, our tour guide um, was just a, not a cool guy, and he really thought he was hot shit. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was kind of a dick. I'm still kind of mad at him. The tour guide? The tour guide on this ghost tour. He made tour. quite an impression, it sounds he like. He did, 10 years later. I'm still kind of bitter later, about it. Mad well, on he, that tour. He was talking about um, orbs that show up in photos. Okay. You know, how those are photos of spirits. Oh. So we were like taking pictures in the graveyard. And then after the tour had ended and everyone's kind of milling about, I was, we were looking at our camera. I think it was my little brother who was just a kid at the time. And he had some orbs on his camera. Oh, nice. And went to show the guy like, oh, those orbs you were just talking about. Look, we got some. And he looked down and then was like, mm, and then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, was well, terrified, really? man. Yeah, maybe he that was, was it. He was scared. He probably ran to a payphone. Oh, yeah. And called somebody. Called somebody. Ghostbusters, I guess. I was like, man, you can really turn off your fake charm immediately after the tour ends. All right, as soon as the, the dollar's in your pocket. I've got a mystery, so this is not all in vain. No, this is the mystery. So he claimed... Oh, I've got another mystery he, then. He claimed that um, they were making a movie about this with Salma Hayek as the Cuban woman. Okay. Uh, Mexican actress Salma Hayek as the Cuban. She's great. She's wonderful. 
And he said he tried out for the male lead, and I don't know if that's the doctor or someone else. This was like a young guy. <laughs> Wait, what? Do- who? So he claims that he auditioned to be the male lead of this film. Who? Uh, the, the, our tour guide. Oh, the tour guide. He's like, yeah, I auditioned to be the male lead opposite Salma Hayek. And he said, I think I got it because I, I used an Irish accent and the character is Irish. And then he did his, an example of his Irish accent and it was awful. <laughs> I gave it a bit of a lilt, I did. It's like a cartoon character. Yeah. It's like a Lucky Charms commercial. Yeah. So the question, the mystery is, did he get the part? And did this? why didn't this movie ever happen? Wait a minute. So was he saying on this tour, just because he's a tour guide, I'm sort of leaning no. But <laughs> right. I, so we, he was like, this, take, on the tour, did, we had like this went happened, past. Did, had this happened beforehand then? This wasn't like, I'm going to try to get in this movie. It's like, I got the part. He said, I auditioned, and I think I got the part because I used an Irish accent, and the character is Irish. Which is most people. Which hopefully any actor... Hopefully any... 100% of the actors took that into consideration. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Did he look Irish, the guy? He just looked like a dipshit. Yeah. Like, and, and, yeah. Oh, here's a mystery. Yeah. What kind of adventures do you think your body will go on when you're dead? Oh, God. Because <laughs> this body went up at this lady's death was a lot more exciting than her life. Like yeah. she really the that body really had a a grand adventure. Oh, you know, I've I've mentioned to a couple of friends that I want to be weekend at Bernie's. Oh, nice. But now I don't know. Now I feel kind of weird about it. Yeah. I think now that I'm older and more wise, well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go water skiing as a corpse after all. Well, and speaking of water skiing corpses, I every time I see the bodies. <laughs> yes, speaking the, of water skiing I, this corpses, this actually really does segue into what I'm going to say. That when I go see that bodies display, that ex- exhibit. Oh yeah, where they literally have some some skinned bodies water skiing and playing basketball and stuff. Do you think? In their wildest dreams, these people, when they were alive, thought, when I'm dead, my body will probably be playing sports in an exhibit for years. I have some things to say about that, because as you know, mm-hmm. I worked for that right. organization. That's right. Um, we, we've seen a lot of dead bodies. We have seen a lot of dead shit. I've seen a lot of dead yeah, bodies. Yeah, you have too. I've held a mummy in my hand. We've seen some shit. Damn. They... um. They insist that everyone, every body there, of course, was donated. There's, there's competing body exhibits. Yeah, yeah. Body Worlds is the original that invented the process. And, yes, they have consent forms on file. Okay. There's another one that I think is called Bodies or Body Works or something where they got unclaimed Chinese prisoners. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. No, that's horrifying. That's really horrifying. In How is that a, not In a, a lot of ways. How is that not a desecration of a body? It probably just has something to do with where the P.O. box of the business is licensed or something. And you know, all that bullshit. Like, yeah. oh, no, our business headquarters is a P.O. box in the Bahamas, so we don't have to pay taxes. Uh-huh. Our satellite office is in Manhattan. Wow. So it's probably something like that. But, yeah, the, well, okay, so the body worlds, they say they have consent from everyone, but I believe the consent is just that they're donating their body to science. Right. So you would never guess. And the ones that were really disturbing to me is that be couples a lot of the times. Couple bodies, like holding hands or even... Uh, there's actually couples in... Uh, coitus? In coitus. Oh, wow. And it like really gives me this existential dread to think that they, these are two strangers. Forced to have sex forever. Yeah. 
It's yeah, it's almost like a tell, like Tales of the Crypt episode. Yeah, kind of, it is. Yeah, where they're it's really... just like they're still inside their bodies, but they can't talk. Ah, you know that sort of thing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> I barely know her. <laughs> Skinner, I barely know her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. some kind of joke in there. That's good. That's good. Yeah. My best attempt. Yeah, the Salma Hayek movie never got made. I'm hoping. I think the guy might have just made it up. I wonder. Or what, he seemed because he seemed like a dumb jerk. Maybe he just like totally misunderstood what was going on. I have a feeling that when they say Helma, Salma Hayek was going to play this character, she got a script and then was like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm just going to be like stripped and painted as a corpse for two hours." Also, do you think a movie with an actress the caliber of Salma Hayek, Salma Hayek is going to audition a tour guide in Key West yeah. to be the male lead? Definitely, a no-name tour guide is what they wanted. And why did he do an Irish accent? The doctor's German. Yeah, he's German. So was he like her oh, boyfriend before he... she met the doctor? Maybe he just did not read carefully, and maybe that's why the movie was never made. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine going in for your German doctor audition? Yeah. And you're like, I'm here for the German doctor. Oh, it's nice to meet you. I'm Count <laughs> Werner von Taschenpfaffen. <laughs> from Hamburg, Germany. I traveled all the way from Hamburg. <laughs> I'm not good at that. You're pretty good at that. Oh, I miss those lassies. You should be in that movie. I miss those lads and lassies at Oktoberfest. <laughs> I think you should play opposite the Selma Hayek. Well, if only I'd auditioned. I know. It's not too late. She's still acting. She's still acting in the movies. It's apparently some... in development. Yeah, it's in de- the script is out there somewhere. Someone ha- owns it. Yeah. Let's get this made. Maybe we should start some sort of campaign getting it made. Let's do a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, look for that on our Facebook. Just look for World Champion Podcast, uh, Smogville Fair on Twitter. Uh, I post pictures of my toys on Codename Champion. You do Bizarro Nostromo. Right. Um, yeah, there's. I don't know why. Go, go on iTunes. You, I don't Wait, know why what? more of you don't follow us on Facebook because we always talk about these things that you need to see. Right. Yeah, you do need to see it. I think it really adds a lot to some of these goofy stories. Yeah. To actually see, and, and I haven't even seen this this. Pinata corpse. We yet. better show you so we, we have an on air reaction. All right. I'll try to not unplug the recording <laughs> device. It's not bad. It's not bad. Doesn't really look human, but. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look human. It really looks it like does a bad kinda, art project. It kind of looks like paper mache. Yeah. Now, there's another picture that comes up on the Google where they're putting an eyeball in and her face is peeled back, and I don't know what that is. I don't, I'm not, not going sure. yeah, to Not sure I want to see that one. That one's really distressing. There's some. Yeah. Yeah, this well, is like these must be autop. Oh, these are autopsy photos. Yeah, those, those are rough. Don't I'm gonna be honest; into that. those are really rough. Uh, and apparently, I didn't go there, but the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Key West has a replica of this. Ah, so that's okay. great news. Yeah, that is good news. If you are in Key West, I really recommend the Pirate Museum. Oh, cool! It's really classy. It's pretty cool. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Yeah, and so thanks for listening to the show, and we wish your bodies great adventures long after you're dead. And yes, absolutely, <laughs> and tell your friends' bodies to listen. Right, and iTunes, leave reviews, all that jazz. Yeah. Okay. Bye.